Some guy sent me on Twitter a link to the a YouTube video, which is Norm MacDonald doing his opening monologue hosting the 1998 ESPYs. All right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen this before. I've oh. never, I don't think I've ever watched an ESPYs. This is a classic. Have you seen this before? His jokes? Uh, only because I know Dan has been obsessed with this for quite some time. Okay. So you've played a lot of this audio before? Oh, years ago. Okay. I've never heard this. Soroy, I don't know if you... I have no recollection of this at all. Okay. After listening to this, it was an eight-minute clip. I pared it down to about four and a half, so we should probably jump right in to his jokes in his monologue from the 1998 ESPYs. And a game I want to play with you guys is at what point during this monologue, and feel free to stop me okay. <laughs> during this audio, uh, when you either one of you determine that the ESPN executives thought to themselves, well, we're not bringing him back ever again. <laughs> okay, All that right? won't take long. <laughs> it shouldn't take long. No. It, it might be, we might be over this segment after joke one, but let's go ahead and start now. And I will say, the, fina- the finale of his monologue, he waited until 1998 to deliver the joke of the millennium. Okay. All right? And wow. I don't think I'm overselling this, but let's go ahead and start in the beginning. At what point did ESPN executives <laughs> say, Norm MacDonald will never do this for us again? Well, thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here, you know, and I was asked to uh, host the ESPYs this year. Yeah, hi, that's my name, Esma. <laughs> when I was asked to host the ESPYs this year, folks, I said yes immediately for one reason and one reason only. Uh, this show has interns. Wait for it. I'll be having a little bit of improper relations backstage later. 1998. What are these? What was the, what I'll was be having a little bit of improper relations backstage later. In, re, in reference this to is interns. Wow. Clinton Lewinsky times? It's got to be. I mean, that's what the intern joke is, I'm guessing? Yeah, I guess. Or just <laughs> house and interns? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pages, NBC pages. So uh, you think they're like, oh, God, what did he just say? Are they pulling the plug on him right there? They give him a little more rope. Oh, no. I bet he's fine. All right, let's see. <laughs> but, man, it's great to be here at the sixth annual ESPY Awards. Hard to believe huh, that the ESPYs are six years old. Although, uh, <laughs> although Anthony Mason swears they're 18. So... <laughs> Did he have a thing? I don't know. Mino <laughs> says yes. Yeah, he An- did. Anthony Mason had an underage thing. I don't know. He goes on. Yeah, he'll be having sex with the Espies in about 12 years. So, <laughs> I was a little later tonight. I took a cab to the theater, folks. And I don't know if you've ever been in these New York City cabs, but uh, I got one of those cabbies, couldn't speak English, you know. Saw his name there on the, on the dash. I couldn't even pronounce it. I think it was something like uh, Hideki Arabu. The rabbi's been having some trouble, man. They fired his uh, translator. Steinbrenner fired his translator. And people say see that as cruel, you know, but I don't know, you know. I mean, if you're not doing well in Yankee Stadium, you know, do you really need a translator? Do you want that? You know? You know? Hey, what'd they say? They say you suck! You should go back to Japan, you dirty foreigner. Okay, I got <laughs> All right. I'm trying to pitch 
stretch over here. How about that? Wow. Dirty foreigner. Yeah. That's yeah. bygone era there. Are we okay with that so far? No, I'm probably not okay with that one, but uh, he's up there. Let's let him just finish his set, yeah, right? Not, not a lot of this is holding up after 22 years, is it? No. All right, let's continue. <laughs> just backstage, uh, a lot of celebrities back there. I, mean, I was talking to Jerry Jones, you know, the Cowboys owner, and uh, he's disappointed, obviously. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a good guy, though, man. He's, he's talking about rebuilding the team, you know, and he told me, he says, we have to get back what made us a championship team strippers and crack <laughs> the applause the crowd likes that one crack well Did they ever have a crack epidemic at valley ranch um was that, ever linked, was that ever linked to uh white house to little, mike little man knows something uh, yeah i mean yeah, it was all in play at the time. It was a different time. All right. Hey, have you heard about this? Ted Turner and NBC plan to start their own rival football league to compete with the NFL. And uh, not much known about the specifics of this new league, except for this. Uh, it will suck. <laughs> <laughs> they know that. They know that. <laughs> so they might have trouble, you know, getting advertisers when we know it will suck. Ted Turner. I mean, is there a heavier weight in the game at that time than Ted Turner? We've been doing this for so long, right? With all the rival leagues in the NFL. I know. I know. Rich guy can't get a franchise, so he's going to just make his own league. But I love that Norm doesn't even try to gently make fun of the new league. It will suck. <laughs> what dumb? That is known. It's amazing. So he's from... Canada. What do you guys think of his delivery? Does it That's make you nervous? <laughs> yes. okay, it seems yes, like it yeah. does. It's all planned, right? But it seems like he's just kind of riffing. Yeah. But also, is this why Dan McDowell sounds sort of or has the voice that he does? I know he he's always thought very, very highly of Norm McDonald. Uh, as I, do I. Yeah. But they're Love from it. very different places. But Dan, this is they sound alike. They yeah. Do. Yeah, they do. It's interesting. Norm McDonald was handsome too. Let me check if he's from Ohio. I did. Yeah, he's from <laughs> Quebec City, Canada. Yeah. Let's oh, wow. Quebec City, really? Mm -hmm. He's uh, He knows his French? Apparently, yeah. He's French speaking, yeah. Let's continue. All right. I love the Denver fans, you know, because for one thing, they don't wear food on their heads. That's nice. It's a shot at you, Bob. Well, all right. You going to take that? The Packers were good back then. <laughs> and they had a this. wild celebration in Denver after that Super Bowl, man. And now city officials expect an even wilder celebration uh, if the Nuggets win 10 games this year. They say they're going <laughs> to... All right. Good-natured okay. sports, you know, ribbing. Sure. It's all fun. They say the whole city's going to go nuts. Yeah, the Nuggets are having a bad year this year, man. Matter of fact, they're making a film about the team. They got a pretty catchy title. It's uh, Black Men Can't Jump Either. <laughs> Listen to the uproarious laughter. Well, NBA. Oh, by the way, the 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 panning to the audience, dude. Not one person in celebrity row in like the first you know ten rows are laughing. Yeah, I looked up a quick article and they said this monologue was rediscovered on YouTube several years ago from the Canadian airing. Features a priceless array of irritated crowd shots. Yes. From Ken Griffey Jr., Peyton oh. Manning, 
Charles Woodson. And we'll Charles get, Woodson. We'll get to Charles in a moment. Oh, good. Our weekend over. That was exciting, man. The East beat the West. Jeff Hornacek won the three-point shootout. Houston's uh, Clyde Drexler and Cynthia Cooper won that exciting two-ball thing. And <laughs> Charles Barkley won the throw-a-guy-through-a-plate-glass-window contest. All right. That's a good one. Michael Jordan may retire after this season, and it's terrible news for Bull fans, you know. But it is terrific news for golf hustlers. <laughs> Very light laughter. Like, uh, I think we can laugh about that one. <laughs> Pretty good joke, though. Yeah. They're happy about it. But Jordan is very serious about leaving. In fact, he's already called the Hall of Fame to make sure that his plaque bears his basketball nickname, Air Jordan, and not his baseball nickname, Senior Crappy. (laughs) (laughs) Senior Crappy? His punchlines are just so obvious, but the way he delivers them, they're so good. All right, we're getting to the end. I can't wait. I was watching last night, I saw speed, uh, speed skating, and uh, my goodness, you know, could the outfits they wear be any tighter? Holy Lord. There was an East German woman, I swear, you could see the outline of her entire penis. It was... That's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right, here we are. Okay. This is the grand finale. My vote for joke of the millennium of the 20th century. And there's Charles Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> all bets are off. I stand up. Wow. If you, couldn't, if you couldn't hear that, it's the Heisman Trophy. It's something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, then, you know, all bets are off. <laughs> wow. The ticket. Are they both going tonight? You know, I don't think Giorgio is. I know Craig just texted me, and he got in line at 2 p.m. today. For what? Because he's GA. Oh, okay. And... You know, the further up you are in line, of course, the closer you're going to be. And he sent me a text literally like 15 minutes ago, and he said, it completely worked out. We couldn't be closer and are center stage. All right. Wow. Good for him. Dude, for him, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a guy who likes pretty much one band. (laughs) And so for that, that's got to be... A pretty big thrill for him. And if he gets tired, he can just kind of fly around the stage. Yeah, right. His ghost. He can just uh, rise and hover over everybody. He didn't want to sit in Jerry's suite with you? Uh, I'm not in Jerry's suite. Oh, I've seen your tickets. No, you haven't. Oh, yeah, I have. Where? Little buddy rode up on the elevator with me just now that showed me everything. Okay. Yeah. 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 We might. It is Big Show Corby tonight. You think the VIP Heineken tent is a big deal? All right, where are you, dude? Tell everybody where you are. Well, we're tell everybody where you are. We're on the left side of the floor. Uh huh. In an area called the red zone. 
And what is the red zone exactly? It's just an area on the left side of the stage. Okay, it's and- called front effing row. Uh, slow down. With backstage passes. Uh, and laminates. Well, and lanyards. God. You showed him the picture? Yeah, you showed me the picture. Son of a bitch. Hey, I can't be trusted. <sighs> you little weasel with your side yard. I didn't get these and tickets. Your, and G- your Guess who got them? Just guess. I know who got them. Of course. You know why? So you can't blame me. It's Danny Fine. He got him, and it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Danny. Because he lost a college football bet, and this is how he's paying you <laughs> off. Right? Yeah, happy oh, birthday, Danny. I love when your friends come up here. I learned so much. <laughs> There's so much that we aren't told. I know. By the way, Dave gets to go, because this was supposed to be Julie, but the kids... She's in a car right now on I-45 with the kids driving to College Station. Why? For some tennis tournament that they're in. Is she coming back tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, my God. God. And Can you imagine the can, reconfiguration oh of man. all of the couch can cushions imagine, in his house tonight? Can you imagine how turned up it's going to get tonight? Dude. And. This and, is on the heels of Hangout. And. I felt bad because I wasn't going to be home from like, you know, two o'clock until midnight. And so I put the dogs up at the dog sitter. So we are free and clear for the night. La- might, ladies. He might not live. Let's have some fun. I made it through last weekend. And trust me, I barely made it. So I'm pretty confident that I'll be fine tonight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty some- soon after that to go this hard again. Yeah, your immune system's way down. You should probably take it easy tonight. I will. Take a handful of Activan or whatever that... <laughs> whatever Cornell took. Yeah. It's too bad your blood bro's not here today. You need a transfusion. What is that? What is what? What's in that jar you just pulled out of your bag? I didn't pull that? a jar out. Yeah, you did, too. Some weed. No, I don't have weed. There's some kind of container there. <sighs> you know when his voice cracks, it means he's lying. What do you need weed? I don't have weed. I don't have weed. By the way, <laughs> since Mino's not here. What segment is this supposed to be? Uh, the Cavaliers. Yeah, this is better. Yeah, we'll get to them next week. Don't you <laughs> we think got a that. Whole week to talk about Don't you them? think since Mino's not here and we have Alexander. Matt, Matt Van Birmingham <laughs> at the helm. That we can we at least Will Chamberlain at the helm. We can, or you should, because you're in there. Squeeze one little blood boy transfusion out of him before the weekend. Yeah, he doesn't look like a blood boy to me. I don't weigh enough to, to give blood. <laughs> <laughs> he can barely live on his own blood. Right. He has half the blood of a normal man. Because you, I know that you just talked about me, but you, what with your little friend that flew in, your little bestie that flew in from California, the guy for the that weekend. essentially lives with me for three <laughs> yeah, months out of the year. You are going to be in war shape. I cannot wait to see you on Tuesday. What are you saying to <laughs> because me? Because after a week, 
which was about a month ago with your new friend who flew in town. My new friend. Well, we don't really know him that well. Yes, you do. He's Jordan. No, we really don't. He's Jordan from this Calhoun. Suspect. You know him. We, we don't friend. We, we don't know him at all. That wandered in the studio He's last in time. My, my dreamy indie pop band. He walked in with buttless chaps, and we're like, "Well, that's interesting." Yeah, I wonder what's going on there. I don't know. We're going to get that Long Island dominatrix scene up and running tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You've got three days of... Oh, dude, there's no doubt. I'm going to need a blood boy come Monday. Yeah. Or Tuesday. Well, you have one that sits next to you every day. Multiple naps. Long, hard naps. I might take up heroin tonight. Just to see what it's like. It's not a bad idea. Call me if you do. (laughs) I want in on this. Okay. Well, what, in, what, if the, what if the hard line collectively dies due to over overdoses over the weekend, but all se- independently? That would be then oh, it would be boy, that'd be great. like what I a choke, way to go out. Like I choke on my own vomit tomorrow. Possible. You OD on Activision or whatever that pill was. <laughs> Activision. Yeah, and then Mike. I don't know. Maybe you, he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> he eats like. Two whole pizzas and yeah. just dies. Yeah. I'm not going to eat two whole pizzas. I've seen it. No, then, you haven't. It's going to take something stronger than two whole pizzas <laughs> to kill me. But Tuesday, nobody shows up for work and everybody's wondering. They have to do welfare checks. Oh, there are people kicking down, down door. doors and Mike's bodyguard can't, can't get through the, He can't through the second bathroom door. Yeah. And Dan Bennett's got to go to three houses to find out what's going on. Right. I'm laying in a bathtub covered in maggots like Lane Staley. Oh, yeah. There's like some Chinese girl on top of you, you know, (laughs) with a funnel running from her mouth to yours. (laughs) These are dark times, man. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. In summation. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. (laughs) The ticket. A big, big story started coming down. And once again. It proves to all of us, once you get out there on Twitter, you better be careful. Man. You better watch what you do. I mean, I cannot believe that. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. This woman's a pretty big dolt. Speaking of Roseanne Barr, whose show has been taken off the air. Um, She is... I honestly think that the original run of Roseanne in the 90s, it's the closest thing that we have had to All in the Family. As far as that type of rhetoric, that type of dialogue, that type of of show centering, centering around different controversies that are kind of taboo in society. Mm-hmm. It's really, she's brilliant. There's no doubt about it. She is brilliant in her craft. That she was able to put that show together and make it what it was. And then to reboot it 20 years later and have it be the number one show on TV. With all the same people. The great John Goodman. Everybody else. I didn't watch it this reboot. I watched the original though. To have it come back and be that successful is a testament to her. And uh, you know that whole crew. I was, I was really surprised that it was as successful as it has been. I thought it would do okay. I had no idea it was going to get the type of I didn't either incredible ratings that it had been getting. Well, it is no longer the number one show on TV outside of Sunday Night Football has been taken off the air by ABC because over a tweet. Yeah, over a tweet. 
where in a flurry this morning, she compared a President Obama advisor, Valerie Jarrett, who is African-American, born in Iran, but African-American. Um, she said that she looked like a cross between the Muslim Brotherhood and someone from Planet of the Apes. What does that even mean? You know what it means? It means that she is a racist pig. And there is no backing away from it. What it means is that something really bad's about to happen to you. She is a pig. Like, she's the worst of the worst. She is the... She, you know, I, I think in betwixt doing the show, she spends the majority of her time trolling on the internet. Look, I don't care what she chooses to do with her life or what what view what world view she chooses to have couldn't care less about her but the thing that this boils down to she can be a racist if she wants she's an idiot yeah she is you you typed one sentence and cost a bunch of people jobs oh yeah and she's a lot of people jobs she's done forever like Roseanne had this glorious comeback and in a string of one misguided just heat of the moment, trying to be shocking, funny tweet. She lost everything for herself, probably forever. And like you said, how many people were celebrating this because the show was so successful? It They're was like, man, renewed. this is like a four or five year run here. Yeah. We're all going to make money and have a good time and laugh it up and yuck it up. They're the ones that I feel sorry for yeah. here, not her. I don't care about her. She. Pat tried to pass it off initially as a joke, then came the very big apology, and then, right after that, she claimed she was leaving Twitter, all in a span of about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, like that's supposed to make everything okay. She's leaving Twitter. Right after that, Wanda Sykes, who we know from Curb Your Enthusiasm, who was a part of this show, part of the reboot, announced that she is done and that she was leaving Roseanne because of it. Sarah Gilbert... Her co-star during the original run and in the reboot, who is a very progressive, mm-hmm. liberal, lesbian, everything. Um, she went after Roseanne, although she did not announce any plans to leave. And then after that, within about 20 minutes, the head of ABC came out and said, you're done. It's over, said Roseanne. Canceled. Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant and inconsistent with our values, and we've decided to cancel her show. Less than an hour later, gone. I, this is... This, look, there's been a lot of people that have been taken down by Twitter. This has got to be at the very top, though, right? The number one TV show? Due to that and yeah. the fact that this all happened so quickly, yeah, this is. This is the top Twitter takedown to date. Boy, and this was a very popular move, it looked like, from uh, people within the industry. Um, some people on her show were saying that this had to be done. Sarah Gilbert, the aforementioned, said, Roseanne's recent comments about Valerie Jarrett and so much more are abhorrent and do not reflect the beliefs of our cast and crew or anyone associated with our show. I'm disappointed in her actions, to say the least. This is incre- incredibly sad and difficult for all of us. As we've created a show that we believe in, are proud of, and that audiences love. One that is separate and apart from the opinions and words of one cast member. (laughs) 
By the way, she got into it last night with Chelsea Clinton. Last night. Chelsea Clinton or Handler? Clinton. Easy. Linton. She just she tweeted out Chelsea Soros Clinton. That's it. Soros. Which of George fame. To which Chelsea says, Good morning, Roseanne. My given middle name is Victoria. I imagine George Soros' nephews are lovely people. I'm just not married to one. I'm grateful for the important work uh, at Open Society does in the world. Have a great day. So she, this is her deal. She's a troll. She is a political troll with a lot of followers. And a lot of free time. A lot of free time, yeah. Now it was announced that Viacom, which runs the networks that rerun her shows, her original shows, mm-hmm. have decided to cancel that as well. So Wow. Yes, so TV Land has announced that they're done. I believe they own the another channel, the audience channel maybe, or one of those that reruns her, her original show. Done. They pulled out. Everybody's bailing here. Yes. And again, you're talking about someone that is, if she would have just kept her mouth shut. What was the relevance of even bringing this Obama staffer yeah, into I mean, this? He hadn't been president in over well over a year and what did what did this person done to wind up on her radar That's screen what I'm curious anyway about was she just like randomly just cherry picking people Man, that she wanted to make fun of i honestly don't know so this morning uh valerie jarrett was what was she on some round table hand me your cord over there she was on a round table maybe this was msnbc and she was asked about what happened and Talk about taking the high road here. Let's see if we can pull this up, Mino. In their own business. Hang on. And they see somebody cling to their purse or want to cross. And here we go. Into a teaching moment. I'm fine. I'm worried about all the people out there who don't have a circle of friends and followers who come right to their defense. The person who's walking down a street minding their own business and they see somebody cling to their purse or want to cross the street. Or every black parent I know who has a boy who has to sit down and have a conversation. The talk, as we call it. And those, as you say, those ordinary um, examples of racism that happen every single day. And I think that's why I'm so glad to be here this evening talking with all of you. So, well, I mean, she says it should be a teaching moment. Boy, is it ever a teaching moment. 